All right, joining me now to unpack today's market moves is Corbus Porchita from Southern Cross Capital. Corbus, nice to chat to you. Good afternoon. Nice to chat to you too, Nolatandi. All right, Corbus, let's talk about Woolworths. Better days there. Australia open for business. Um, strong sales, strong concessional sales. Anything that you would have flagged from today's update? It's an excellent, excellent trading update. Um, no, no complaints really. I think uh, uh, look, uh, they've re repeatedly told us that these are not comparable between because the period they're comparing to uh, Australia was going through their own little uh, COVID zero policy nightmare where they had these enforced hard lockdowns, um, and uh, uh, and for that reason they had a very, very tough trading period before. However, we've seen increasing sales numbers despite decreasing um, trading space across all divisions. So each and every division posted really good revenue numbers um, against the backdrop of high inflation and uh, and decreasing decreasing space. What that is likely to mean is margin expansion because as you decrease your space, you decrease your costs and uh, you've in all likelihood got an increase in trading density coming through that. So it seems that the new management team's turnaround strategy for, um, from the fashion perspective is coming off really, really nicely. And it'll be quite interesting to see when we get more detail and a, a closer divisional breakdown exactly how that's played out and um, how we can expect that to keep performing going forward but it's uh it seems to be going pretty well for the new team for that clothing and apparel business david jones is out um many uh would say finally you know this business just wasn't working at woolworths do you agree Corbus? this was something um, that had to go Yes, absolutely. Um, and I mean, uh, they're now blissfully claiming we are getting it at a premium to book value, but they've written off billions. Mm. And uh, for whatever reason, they were still employing that uh, the CEO that uh, made this horrific transaction and took them down the road of, uh, of buying sunset assets at inflated premiums, just as the world was switching to, to a lighter model. Mm. Um, so uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's an excellent development. Uh, our, personally believe it's unfortunate that they're having to retain the property for that for that Melbourne flagship store which they will uh, be releasing out to David Jones going forward I think in all you know would have been much better if they could have cut cut and clean and gotten rid of that as well mm -hmm. but uh, overall of course in terms of focusing the existing business and just getting back to doing what they do well and trying and trying to grow that side and 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 squeeze out as much efficiency and as much margin from that from from those divisions this is a positive development getting rid of that distraction and we're already seeing it coming out in the numbers even though we haven't got the detail yeah better days forwards i'm um, certainly but a company not seeing better days is spa now they've conceded to fictitious loans um you know there's like allegations of discrimination let's just talk about that but also um Corbus, will they survive this you know we have so many corporates going down this um you know this this road of real bad um publicity and real dodgy dealings really Yes. So, to be perfectly honest, uh, like I told the producer beforehand, mm -hmm. this is very positive news. Okay. Uh, the uh, uh, both the parties that were named in these allegations have announced their retirements, mm -hmm. and despite 
this horrific governance backdrop, the share is rallying. It's one of the best performing stocks in the exchange today because of that. So, you know, Spa isn't like the other retailers. It's essentially a distribution business. Mm. They've got these massive D, um, DCs and they sell to their franchisees. And when you sit with a situation where members of the board of this business own their own franchises and might do you take action to uh, support their own businesses, their own little side businesses, using SPAR's balance sheet and SPAR's muscle and SPAR's pricing power over other franchisees who, frankly, are their customers. You and I are not their customers. The franchise owner, mm -hmm. owners are their customers. That creates a governance situation where the economic value and the productive output of those individuals isn't going to the shareholders, the people that are employing them and paying them to be there. So the fact that a, you know, they claim that this confidential report, which they conveniently had never mentioned before and which shareholders paid for but because of the confidential information hasn't been released before, exonerates the loan situation oh. at the very least. That's just a single issue where there were impropriety loans and there was, you know, there was a while ago. And of course, it was it was to this franchise business, which I believe is completely inappropriately held. Mm -hmm. um, but at least, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. It does it's 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 not as severe as the allegations allude to. The fact that they that or in the allegation that they mistreated some franchisees to benefit others that simply hasn't been addressed, mm. and we won't really see that being addressed until we have a new management team in there. And ideally, what shareholders would like to see is a policy where nobody in management or on the board is allowed to have these conflicts. Yeah. Because when you have these conflicts, people are, are, are likely to act for their own benefit because they stand to gain more from enriching themselves via their franchises mm -hmm. versus, versus as uh, directors of SPA group. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be very honest. I'm surprised that no audit has ever flagged this business model. Corbis, um, there seems to be quite a few red flags um, there. Uh, before I let you go, we are out of time. This AB InBev business and this Distel and Heineken uh, merger that was supposed to be done and dusted at this point, but now has hit a bit of a speed bump. What do you think about it? I would call it a legitimate concern if it wasn't being flagged by AB InBev. hundred percent. You are frankly the bully in the room. Yes. You already have a monopoly that should probably be broken up. Mm. Um, so I believe this is a delaying tactic and they are merely trying to hurt their competitor more than anything else. This is a sideshow. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I, saying that essentially the, the new Strongbow uh, shareholder doesn't have the expertise to be a competitor, therefore a competitor is being eliminated, which is the very action that the Competition Commission uh, recommended to uh, to ensure that there is still some competition in the flavor, mm -hmm. in the flavor drinks market. Mm -hmm. That that. I don't, this seems like, this seems like, uh, you know, a business strategy as opposed to an actual concern for, um, uh, for competition going forward. And it's quite rich coming from them. Mm -hmm. I'll be keen to see what your expert has to say later on in the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Corbus. Always a pleasure chatting to you. That was Southern Cross Capitals, Corbus Portrita.